everyone, welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. It is I, Olivia Howard, and it is me, Becky Hartcastle. <laughs> I wish that you would. You got to say your full name if we're doing that. What do you gotta mean? Be- it does have to be Rebecca Hartcastle. Rebecca Hartcastle. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been referred to as Rebecca in work or ever. Especially not in the podcast realm. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if we've ever called you that on here. I wish I had a longer name than Olivia. No, literally no one calls me Rebecca. Like, not even, like, my mom, never. No one calls me Olivia, except from, pe- like, people from, I guess, I can't say nobody because I'm about to list all the people that do. <laughs> um, <laughs> people at work call me Olivia, and then people from my childhood call me Olivia. Everyone else calls me Liv. So if you're a real, if you're a real, real homie, then you know to call me Liv. But yeah, what really works, listeners, you guys can call me Liv. <laughs> it's awkward if you real friends call you Liv because um, do you call I me call Olivia? You, yeah, I call you Olivia because when we first met at work, you introduced yourself as Olivia. Oh yeah, no, I'm Olivia at work because it's like my full fancy name, you know, and I'm in work mode, so I'm like, hello. Anyway. Yeah, it's been a while, hey? Yeah, it has been a while. Part of that is I've been sick for a little bit, so. Tell us about that. Tell us about your sickness, and then. You could talk about your sickness. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. You tell you talk about your sickness, and then I'm going to talk about my sickness. I mean, I think my sickness in reality was COVID, so I was out of action for about two weeks. Oh, really? I didn't know. But yeah, I'm okay. So yeah, but I, because of that, I was, you know, out of action for a couple of weeks, and definitely couldn't come record a podcast yeah yeah fair enough um also what really works listeners when this podcast is for for young folks and I I'm sure that y'all can appreciate that um I'm in a shared living space with a roommate who is currently working from home taking a call uh so I can't be inside my house so instead I'm in my lovely backyard which is uh surrounded by a highway so if you hear any cars passing by in, in the audio, uh, sorry about that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. You know what? Don't judge us, which we'll come into at this later. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. As well as, you know what? Let's just hop right into it because I have something to tell uh, the podcast and the What Really Works listeners that I've been very afraid to be judged about. And also judging myself for a lot, which also leads into also, also, also the sickness that I was going to talk to you about. So what really works listeners, I don't know if any of you have ever had a cold sore before, but they are pretty common. Apparently 70% of the population in North America get cold sores. Um, In other places of the world, there is a higher percentage. So they're very common. Um, But cold sores are also known as herpes, HSV, which I did not know until getting my very first first cold sore uh, almost two weeks ago now. And I got to admit, it's been one of the most painful things I've ever experienced in my life. 
Um, <laughs> I got a couple on the outside of my mouth and then all of a sudden my mouth exploded with them just like everywhere on the inside, on the outside. And yeah, it's been, it's been pretty painful. I'm not going to lie. And also it stopped me from doing normal things because they look pretty gross. And also when you tell someone that you have cold sores or when you tell someone that you have herpes, the very first thing that I kind of think is going to happen is that they're immediately going to be judgmental is that they're going to be thinking that I'm, I don't know that something's wrong with me been kind of feeling gross on the inside which is maybe why I'm assuming that people would have those judgments and there's quite a stigma associated with it there's quite a stigma um so especially when we're talking about things that could be stigmatized like herpes or mental health for example there's always a huge fear of of judgment um not only by ourselves but also by other people so today on the podcast we're going to be diving a little deeper into that yeah into into judgment which I think for a lot of people there might be some hard-hitting truths in some of the things that we talk about today I'm sure there will be for us as well oh yeah yeah 100% what did you uh what did you judge me on when we first met Becky oh okay that you were American oh yeah I mean that's an obvious one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just because I I mean in my head there was a stereo a, a stereotype which in that sense is just wrong anyway so there was definitely just yeah a little bit of maybe apprehensiveness around mm. oh I'm gonna be working with this person so much and because of this stereotype or judgment that I have based on that I'm a little bit like oh I don't know if we'll get along kind of thing already immediately putting that in my head kind of thing of oh I don't know if we get along yeah and I mean you kind of have that fear anyway especially when you know that you're going to be working with someone in such close proximity I feel like my mind tends to go to the most negative situation would be like "Mm, we're not going to get along yeah (laughs) I remember judging you the way that you dressed for your first day of work because I was wearing jeans yeah you were wearing a hat and I'm pretty sure you're wearing your hat yeah yeah, I think you were definitely wearing a hat and then you're wearing jeans and I think you're wearing like a hoodie or something like that. And I was like, hmm, maybe not my first choice of an outfit for my first day of work, but not that I dress any different. I dress completely the same as you. Um, but I'm always a little bit nervous for my first day of work. So I tend to dress up a little bit more on the first day of work. It's an, it, the thing that amazes me about judgments is how quick they happen. Oh, immediate. Yeah literally like the snap of a finger it's like oh there's my judgment (laughs) we can't even stop ourselves from judging I feel like because it's just to me it just seems like a natural human human instinct um I'm sure that we'll get into that a little bit later from dictionary Becky as she tells us the goings-on of judgment and why we do it within our human human brains which I always love to hear um but yeah I think judgment it's funny because it can create a lot of barriers in our own minds and in our lives and with the way that we interact with ourselves and the way that we interact with other people. But it can also be really feel really fun sometimes, you know, especially when you're I love reality TV. And basically the entire time that I'm watching reality TV, the only thing that I'm doing is judging people, mm-hmm. just just judging them based on the way they look, based on their attitudes, based on the things that they do. And yeah, I even listen to podcasts about 
but the whole point is just to, <laughs> to judge people so it's funny the way that it's like this duplicitous thing in our lives or like this du- has a dual nature to it yeah I mean and I'd like you say I think everyone as much as they wouldn't like to admit it loves to judge people in some shape or form Mm-hmm. Um, because it comes in so many different ways from those kind of initial like um judgments and fast opinions we make around like people and their actions to like watching things like reality TV and being like, I wouldn't do that if I was in that scenario. Um, all those kind of things, judging the way that people are kind of like looking. Um, yeah, we just we we do it so much without even realizing even just thinking about like you know reality tv shows like um like things like what what would you call them like talent related ones so like I'm thinking like American Idol that kind of thing like we're sat there going oh what an awful singer they're never gonna make it you know things like that and it's like they're a far better singer like who am I to be calling out this person supposedly I think part of it that's fun too is when you're watching those things with other people because you're all engaging in judgment together and it's and we all know how to judge and we all know that we do judge and you can see like the similar judgments within people and the similar opinions which even like further instills that yeah we all do it and we do it all the time yeah by definition um, judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions or an opinion or conclusion. What do you think of that definition there? Um, so I think what we're going to be talking about today in regards to just judgment and the kind of judgments that we've just been using as examples and relating to mental health, we're talking about the an opinion or a fast conclusion we've made the the first part of it of like the ability to make considered decisions or sensible conclusions I'm shook reading that let's be honest calling something a sensible conclusion is that adding a judgment in there even just yeah kind of like someone's deciding whether that's sensible or not right like it might not be sensible for one person for the other they might think it is sensible yeah it's judgment inception Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Well, and also I just think as well, like, it's the way that it says, like, considered decisions. So obviously, like, judgment can be used in multiple ways. Um, So this might even be talking about judgment in the sense of, like, how a jury may be making a judgment on something, right? But, like, the way that we're talking about it is quite often that judgment might not necessarily be like a considered decision. It might not be something that we're like fully thinking through all the bits and pieces to then make that decision or opinion, conclusion, whatever it is at the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, we're not talking about like critically analyzing, critically informed (laughs) opinions or analyses. We're talking about snap judgments that people make in their brains every day, all day. Yeah. And that's why they can cause such problems in our individual lives, but like within communities and just the way that we're going about things, right? Because it's that snapshot thing of where we are forming a judgment on very small pieces that we are perceiving at that moment in time. So from an evolutionary perspective, Becky, I'm just absolutely itching to hear why we judge. Well, it makes sense when we think about it. 
because well when we think about when we're talking about from an evolutionary sense really what we mean is from like a survival point of view right a survival point of view of when we were in a whole lot smaller communities of around about like 100 people um which fun fact that's how our brains are set up to work is to only have around about 100 to 150 connections which is also why our brains can get completely overwhelmed by large societies that we live in that makes so much sense to me in my anxiety (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can see why like how that happens and that also helps us kind of understand that judgment side of things because you know from that survival point of view we kind of sometimes needed to make those quick judgment calls make those quick decisions of what is safe what's not safe what is okay maybe what's not so okay um because maybe we were in a lot more situations where we needed to make those snap judgment calls and there was quite often there could have been a whole lot less things going on for us to be able for uh, uh is to be kind of concentrating on and making those uh not con- not concentrating on but just around like what we need to make judgments on kind of thing and so then our brain still acts in the same way so we're still making those snap judgments and those snap opinions just on different scenarios now how do you feel when people say that they have good judgment because oh, I'll admit it Becky I'm usually one of those people that says that I have good judgment I I tend to view myself as someone that that has that thinks at least that they have a pretty accurate picture of of how I feel about someone or (laughs) who I think someone is after maybe a relatively short period of time which is hard to admit but you know it's also something that I think a lot of people think about themselves that they're that they're good at judging people's characters my only thing is just like a word of caution around that more than anything of like whether it whether there is such a thing as someone you know who's picking up on things and being more perspective and reading things is just the word of caution around that is it can close a lot of doors Mm. for ourselves and for other people because if we if we trust our initial judgment on people we don't know what's going on for people the first time we meet them right And then we hold on to that as our sole opinion on that person, our sole judgment on that person. We could very well be closing that door on that person. Yeah, especially if we're not willing to reevaluate our judgments or our opinions of people over the course of time or after getting to know people uh, through different lights. Yeah. Well, and then we, because then the danger of that is we then fall into confirmation bias. Any, any action that they do, we're like, oh, I knew that. I knew that from the start when I first met you. That's how it was. Well, I was just going to say, we sometimes quite often don't even recognize our own behavior in those situations. So maybe from that, when we first meet one, someone, we've made a decision that we, we've made a judgment that we, we don't like them because of maybe one thing that we've picked up and perceived, right? But then what we don't then think about is how we are then interacting with this person, which probably means the way that they continue to behave with us isn't going to be as friendly as someone else who hadn't made that judgment yeah absolutely like there it almost put something into the air a little bit as well as you know we are humans we love to be right so if we have this assumption from the very beginning that we know who somebody is or that you know our our judgments or our opinions of people are often correct from the beginning then it'll make it harder for us to adapt those opinions with time because we don't want to prove ourselves wrong (laughs) we're much more likely to want to prove ourselves right 
and that's the thing about judgments and that's what I find so interesting about them is even though we quite often make them so quickly they are so hard to change yeah I wonder if that has anything to do with an evolutionary perspective as well you know just because even I don't really know how that's connecting but the first thing that that's the first thing that popped into my brain I'm like "Mm, there must be a reason for that and it must be evolutionary (laughs) That and then also something that we're going to talk about later is probably the reason why we hold on to those so strongly is because of where our judgments come from. Oh, yes, of course. Then being very internal. So I think that's also why we hold on to them so strongly. Okay, so in addition to the things that we've just mentioned, what are some other problems with making judgments? Um, I mean, obviously, the fact that they are opinion based. Yeah. They're not based in fact. Yeah, they're not based in fact. And like you say, from the evolutionary sense, they do, we try and use them to help us guide ourselves in the world of what's safe, what's not safe, what's good, what's what's not good kind of thing. But like you say, because they're not based in fact and they're only based on the things that we actually pick up on as well means that they're then often not in the truth and we're missing lots of pieces of information. And just like we always talk about in mental health, you never really know what's going on for someone. That's where judgments are so dangerous because we are taking into, we're not taking into account at all the fact that we really know nothing about any situation. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was actually at work the other day and I don't usually answer the phones. It's someone else that answers the phones, but uh, it was ringing and they weren't around. So I decided I was going to go ahead and answer and it was uh, an, an individual calling from work. And immediately I was judgmental. It's like, okay, so you're calling from work and you have to keep putting me on hold. Like, what's the situation? Um, but we ended up talking for a little while longer and I was patient. And they were actually going through some really intense things at work. Um, so, yeah, it's just funny how, how you never really know what someone's going through, like you say, and how, how quickly we can kind of also be be kind of put in our place and have our judgments put in our place when we understand that actually when we have our I don't know when we have our like empathy activated right so I think one of the things that kind of stops judgments in its tracks is is empathizing with somebody or being able to see the hardships that other people are going through right it's it's one of the things that yeah, that really t- makes us take a second look at how we're perceiving others and, and the way that we're engaging because we can actually see like the trials and tribulations that that person is going through, which humanizes them a little bit more, right? And makes them a little bit more relatable to ourselves, which in turn makes it harder for us to judge them. Yeah, yeah. What is difficult about that though is going into conversations and scenarios with that mindset from the start so going into conversations with that curiosity from the start with that that empathy from the start versus what often quite happens is we're judging someone and then somebody else who maybe knows a little bit more about that scenario goes well they're actually going through this and you go oh well if I'd known that then I would have never said this exactly and I feel like one of the reasons for that is just because it's tiring you know what I mean? Like it actually is, it is quite tiring to be thinking beyond yourself and trying to empathize with others all of the time. It's much easier to be able to place yourself in this, (laughs) in this position 
of kind of lording your opinions, lording over others and making snap judgments because we don't have to go through the often kind of tiring process of trying to empathize with another person's situation or critically thinking past that judgment and reminding ourselves with that extra step that, oh, wait, yeah, it's natural for me to judge, but I really shouldn't be doing this and I need to reevaluate my thoughts, right? That takes effort, that takes energy. And it's something that is working against what maybe our natural inclination is. So of course there's a little bit of added. It's hard. But like, it's hard not to judge people. It's hard not to judge ourselves. Like it's, I think it's something that's so ingrained in, in a lot of us for lots of different reasons. And I think part of the reason why it is so ingrained in us is because it is so normalized. Like you were saying, you know, like coming together and like me, like, like judging people, it is very normalized to, to judge people and be open about that. Whereas it's not very normalized going, Hey, but you're, you, that's a judgment that you're making on that person. Like you have no idea what's going on. Like there aren't as many of those conversations going on. Yeah. And I, you know, I honestly feel as though if I were to say that to a couple people that I know, or maybe even a majority of people, the response might be, yeah, but I, I'm not really judging. You know, we can often make excuses for ourselves or for others saying that we're not judging because we're not meaning it, or we're not really judging because it's under a specific context where it's okay to judge. We're not really judging because we're not making like overarching assumptions about who this person is. We're just specifically pointing out one thing that we noticed, right? <laughs> I actually had someone say to me one time, you know, you don't have to make excuses for everyone all the time. Whoa. Right? <laughs> when you called them out on judging? Yeah, well, I will. I didn't necessarily say like, oh, that's a judgment. Um, I tend to try to be a little bit more <laughs> rounded about it and say something of like, well, we never really know what's going on for that person. You know, we don't know what that person's experience is. So like, who am I to say, oh, they shouldn't be doing that or why are they doing, why is this person doing this kind of thing? And sometimes I might say like, oh, well, you know, maybe this is why a person might be reacting in this way. Like that's not necessarily, you know, you have no idea what's going on. And yeah, the response was, you don't have to come up with an excuse for everyone. Well, you know what? I'm actually not super shocked by that response because what it does is it, it's again, just placing blame and placing judgment on that person again, right? It's saying, no, I'm right. And what they're doing is something worth judging. And what they're doing is probably something that I view as negative or that we should all collectively agree is negative instead of accepting responsibility for the fact that I am being judgmental and perhaps that isn't the most isn't the best thing to be doing yeah Ooh, it comes from deep down <laughs> it comes from deep down but it also relates a lot to I would say you know we've been seeing more and more the rise of I would say almost an anti-empathy culture right not necessarily I would say of you know, kind of this sentiment of, of why, why does everyone take everything so seriously, you know, and why do I have to think about everything that I say? Um, why do I have to tread so carefully? I feel as though I'm walking on glass, you know, like all of these sentiments, which are interrelated to the conversation that we're having now, which is essentially just learning how to empathize with others more and thinking beyond ourselves, right? And that can be a really tough thing for people to come to terms with because 
<laughs> not only does it does it show the ways that we might have been mistaken, but it takes a lot of serious self-growth and also a lot of serious self-confidence, I would say, to not be judging people all of the time because um, we might as well just get into it now because one of the reasons that we do end up judging people or holding on to our judgments is because they're deeply rooted within insecurities that we have within ourselves. Very uncomfortable truth, I guess, is the best way of wording it is, yeah, there is so much research out there that tells us we judge people in areas the most where we feel the most vulnerable to shame. Those, like you say, that insecurity that we are feeling. And what's really sad about it is that we purposely choose to judge people where they, where we're viewing they're obviously doing worse than we're doing in whatever it is we're making that judgment on. Say that one more time. So I feel like an example will work best. So let's let's say I'm a parent. Okay. And maybe I'm really, really judgmental of other people's parenting techniques. Something we see a lot. Research tells us that the reason why I am being, that's the area I'm choosing to judge people on is because that's where I feel most insecure. That's where I feel most vulnerable to the feeling of shame is my parenting and whether I'm a good enough parent. So we look at other people and judge them to almost like try and tell ourselves like, I'm doing good. I, I like, hey, I'm doing good. Make ourselves try and feel a little bit better. But also, hey, it's a break it to you. That doesn't even make us feel better. So <laughs> it's just this vicious circle. Yeah. And it's like, we're doing something to make ourselves feel better while pulling others down. Right. So we're not even lift, we're not lifting ourselves up by pulling others down. We're essentially just pulling ourselves down further, but trying to drag people under with us. Right. Yeah. It's really hard because, you know, when you say it like that, it makes so much sense, right? It makes so much sense that our judgments would come from, from a place within us and things that we might be afraid to be judged on ourselves or feel insecure about or not value within ourselves. But actually being faced with that in real time is so much different. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's so much different. And that's because it, it it's a genuine thing that someone might really struggle with. And if it's something that you genuinely struggle with, and it's really hard to come to terms with that. And it's also sometimes hard to recognize the things that we struggle with. Oh, yeah. And I think I feel like a big part of it at the end of the day comes down to that feeling of whether we're like, I think a lot of experience, a lot of his experience that, you know, want to be a, a good person, quotation marks, good person. Um, and I think that's kind of what some of this boils down to is that feeling of like, I, I want to be a good person, like, um, and I'm going to judge others to make myself feel like I'm confirming that I am a good person in comparison to this other person. Yeah. And you used a great word there by in comparison, because I think most often judgments are essentially comparisons, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're, looking at a situation from our own perceptions and perspectives and essentially comparing ourselves or comparing other people to, to that person and to their actions and whatever it is that they, that they might be doing. I mean, it is so difficult because it's just, it's just this like really ugly thing that is like, we're feeling the shame inside of ourselves and this judgment towards ourselves. So we're being incredibly critical of ourselves and the way that we are showing that pain 
is by mm. projecting it onto somebody else. So like you say, at the end of the day, everyone just feels rubbish. Do you have something that you think that you've judged people on in the past that come, is rooted in something that you struggle with that you'd be willing to share with the What Really Works listeners? I'm trying to think of one for myself too, but it's a, it's not only a vulnerable thing to do, but it's also a pretty self-reflective thing to do in the moment. Yeah. Um, I would actually say around, around bodies. Yeah. That's where my mind was first going as well. Yeah. So we've kind of spoken about it on the podcast before about, um, kind of self image. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've definitely done like a fair bit of growing in it. Um, for a while I was definitely like you say just constantly comparing myself to other people and being like do I fit within norms like better really is what I was asking myself or like do I look better than this person because all I was doing a lot of the time was criticizing myself feeling shame around like my body which then in turn meant that that's what I was constantly comparing myself to people about to decide if I was good or bad yeah, that's kind of where my mind went as well. Um, thanks for sharing that, first of all, Becky. I was thinking about Instagram and specifically people on Instagram that will consistently, I don't know, that are like really healthy, fit people <laughs> that are really um, good at paying attention to their nutrition and exercising. Um, and the first judgment that always comes to my mind is like, Oh, like, okay. Like, why do you have to flaunt it to everybody? You know what I mean? Like, why do you have to, yeah. Like, why do you have to kind of show off like that? You already have such a ideal looking body and ideal lifestyle. Why is this something that is just like constantly kind of flooding my feed? This isn't motivation for me at all. Seeing seeing these really fit individuals, especially women. And yeah, I I realized eventually that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, that it's probably an empowering thing for them and also what they're passionate about. And for me, the reason why I'm judging them for engaging in that is because I'm really insecure about my yeah, about like my health sometimes, about my lack of wanting to pay attention to my nutrition, about my lack of exercise sometimes, about my body image. Um, and I shouldn't be judging these people for for feeling empowered in the things that they're that they're successful at. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Olivia. Like it's yeah, I feel like until someone kind of pointed stuff out like that to me, I was just so not aware. Yeah. It- I never like connected the dots, even though it seems so obvious, but I'd never gone, oh, I'm judging people based on that. But that's actually the thing that I feel awful about internally. Like why? Well, yeah, because it's easier to blame our judgments on honestly, the thing that we're judging (laughs) most often, like when I am being judgmental, I find that I'm blaming my frustration or whatever negative emotions I might be feeling, um, with that judgment on the very person or thing that I am judging most often person. Yeah. So just to really throw out some sad numbers and judgments. Let's go. Is um, a big study was done in 2017. So I would, I would probably be sad to see what the actual numbers are now, probably since 2017, but it, they found around about 60% of people are making very self-critical negative comments about themselves on a weekly basis 
Oh God, it has to be so much higher than yeah. 60. Um, and that just reflects on obviously our own self-judgment and self-criticism, mm-hmm. but it's also just sad knowing that for a lot of us, that then is going to be externally put out there towards yeah. other people. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely judge myself internally and definitely judge people, you know, in the world externally. Um, and it's funny because I was just about to ask you which one you think that you struggle with more, but we've been talking about the entire time how they're, how they're interrelated. Um, but I wonder, is it possible to try to work on not judging others while perhaps neglecting to support ourselves with not judging ourselves? Because I can see that that could be perhaps a hole that some people would get trapped in, right? Yeah, and I would definitely say that's probably my experience. <laughs> um, is you know, I feel like just the the longer I've been like working within like kind of the mental health world and just like the more experiences I've been having with people, I would say I have definitely been working more towards, you know, being non-judgmental and um you know, have had a lot of very uncomfortable experiences, thankfully, that have led to be def- me being more curious and kinder to other people and empathetic. Um, but I would say my inner critic can still be very, very loud. It's definitely a little bit quieter than it used to be as I've been working on not judging others. Um, but it's definitely come, I'm definitely not far as along with that as I am with not judging others if that made sense yeah and then you can start judging yourself again for judging others too yeah (laughs) which is a funny little one that you that we can get stuck in I would say that I am also probably worse at judging myself than judging other people just because I think I tend to be quite empathetic but then I do recognize that I will go on judgment kind of maybe like tirades when I'm watching reality TV because it feels like a safe space to be able to judge people. Yeah. Um, it feels like a fun space to be able to do that, which is probably not the most health thing and doesn't reinstill healthy habits, healthy non-judgment habits. Um, so something for me to think about in the future for sure. And it's, it is difficult because there's, I think I've spoken about before, like a there's a talk that Brene Brown does about judgment and helping others. I don't know if you've heard, if you've seen it, but basically she talks about how do you judge yourself asking for help, even oh. though you are in a role where you help others? Oh God. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely do. Although I think that's one thing I have been working on a lot recently, actually. I don't know if we mentioned it in one of our last podcasts, but I think, oh yeah, we did. We mentioned it in the, in our, um, mental health. What, what was it called? What's our, what was the mental healthy one called? <laughs> that's not helpful at all. <laughs> the one where we, <laughs> the one where we were talking about mental health professionals giving advice. Oh, yeah. Like taking our own advice. Yeah. Yeah, our taking our own advice podcast. We were talking, um, opening up about our our struggles or or my struggles with reaching out for support and reaching out for help. And I will inform everyone that I have been quite on the ball with it because your girl has been struggling. So, yep, reached out, had some counseling appointments, have a, a psychiatrist 
kind of intake conversation soon, some abuse support groups. So we're doing well, we're, we're reaching out for help. And yes, I, I think I would say to that question, I do have a hard time reaching out for help. And I do judge myself for reaching out for help, even though my job is to help others. But this has really kind of shifted that for me because now I feel so much better having, having done it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it's taking that shift from, you know, attaching a level of worthiness or judgment to someone asking for help versus moving towards, I help others because one day I will need to ask for help. Yeah. You know, one thing that I am really good at though, and this is a fun little guy. Um, the thing that I judge myself on the most is like you were saying earlier, hit so hit home for me so much is being a good person, which is really fun because then that means that I'm basically judging the entirety of my being and everything that I do and all of my actions and all of the ways that I interact with myself and others in this fun little package of I'm a bad person. I'm not a good person. I'm, I'm a bad person. Like yeah, so it's basically taking a bunch of small insecurities or a bunch of things that that I, yeah, that I view myself as not worthy within and then <laughs> and putting it into this one big box of my entire being is not good. That's my biggest one. I don't think you're alone in that. I think that's, I think that's where a lot of people are at is that fear of not being a good person or criticizing for not being a good enough person Um, yeah and I do one thing that I know that perhaps was not the right thing uh and instead of viewing that as a mistake or viewing it as something that I'm trying to work on in the future or viewing it as me you know being human and not being able to be perfect it translates into oh one thing okay I'm a bad person yeah altogether like almost like that confirmation of like oh I knew it all along I'm not a good person exactly exactly um so yeah I think that's a pretty intense judgment to hold about ourselves (laughs) um yeah I think that's some incredibly high standards and expectations that you're (laughs) setting for yourself that I'm never getting anything wrong me setting myself high expectations what do you mean I would never do that (laughs) oh man um which is so funny because I would never make that judgment about somebody else you know I I might judge someone based on based on small things or would judge someone based on on an action or you know the the kind of snap judgments we were chatting about but I would never and I feel pretty confident saying never describe someone as a bad person regardless of of what they've done and I you know Becky you know me pretty well and that's not just that's just something that's not really not really in my in my values which is especially funny because our judgments often um go against our personal values yeah which do you mind explaining that just a little bit our personal values are like our real core things at our heart of what are really really important to us so examples are things like honesty loyalty courage uh, accountability equality but those kind of things are examples of values right and the reason why our judgments can often go against our personal values if we're not careful is say I value empowerment 
which I would say, I would say a value for me is empowerment of myself and empowerment of others, which means when I don't live by that, it is not great for my mental health or my self-worth because I'm going against something that is so important to me at my heart. So going back to the example of when I was incredibly insecure about my body and therefore judging others, and I never verbalized it, but I knew it was going on in my head. There were still things I was saying to myself in my head that is going against my core value of empowerment because I'm bringing down others to try and make myself feel better, which is like the opposite of empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good example. I think for my situation, I'm having a hard time coming up with a good word for for the value. But I really value understanding. I guess empathy, empathy might be it, but like also just giving people like chances and kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt in situations, you know, and being like kind of thinking into what would have happened in in this person's life that would lead them through like this logic, what would have happened in this person's life to lead them through this value kind of thing. So then when I judge myself as a completely bad person for a couple acts or one act or whatever it might be, yeah, that goes directly against my, my internal values and, and the things that are really important to me because yeah, that's just not how I see the world and how I see people. But for some reason, it's how I see myself. (laughs) Yeah. And you can just like the contrast of that. You can see how that doesn't settle well with how we're feeling about ourselves. No, absolutely not. So overall, judgments are not great for our our mental health. Overall, judgments suck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we, we know that they're not, if we can all agree that they're not necessarily good for our health and our well-being, what do we do? And especially what do we do given that we've discussed it being quite natural and, uh, and normal and commonplace that we judge others and judge ourselves? How can we, how can we support ourselves through this? Um, well, I think, first of all, if you're kind of listening and you're sat criticizing yourself and judging yourself right now, like, be, be kind. I mean, I know that I know I would listen to this episode and I'd be like oh my goodness I am a bad person I'm making judgments left right and center like no you're not a bad person you're a human um Mm -hmm. so I just want to reiterate that before we kind of roll through but I guess like a, a starting point is there's a couple of things that we've kind of come up with but I mean a big starting point is recognizing just when we're making those judgments I think that's Mm -hmm. the first place because then that leads us down a couple of paths we can either recognize when we're making those judgments and asking ourselves like okay like why am I making this judgment like what's this judgment I'm making it on and thinking about okay like is there something going on within me for this like is there something I need to support myself with um can I challenge this judgment you know, that kind of stuff, I I think is a good starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that's always been the most helpful for me, I don't, well, I guess not always, but for a while has been the most helpful for me is thinking about, um, my second thought. So if we're able to recognize, like you just mentioned, Becky, that our first thought is judgmental, I don't ever judge myself on my first thought because my first thought is often based on instinct. It can be based on trauma. It can be based on 
um, you know, just your, your environment, personal experiences, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, but your second thought is the one to me that matters, right? So your second thought is the thought that analyzes that first immediate thought and makes an informed, a f- informed analysis on whether or not that's something that I truly agree with or truly believe. And then that second thought is the one that I, that I take to heart a little bit more. So if my first thought is judgmental and my second thought is recognizing that that was judgmental and reevaluating my, that judgment and, um, and how I'm thinking about not only whatever I might be judging, but how I can, you know, be better in the future, et cetera, et cetera, then that's really who I am right that's really what's important to me and what matters and that's the thing that I should be putting putting my weight behind rather than that that first initial judgmental thought yeah 100% like just that awareness and yeah like that because that second thought is how we're actually gonna like not react like um behave and move forward with that right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I like thinking about that because then I feel as though it also it almost gives me room to I guess to have to have a problematic thought or have a thought that I don't necessarily agree with but then not immediately judge myself based on that Mm -hmm. which gives me more room to then if I'm not judging myself on it right away then I have more room to then take action and I have more empathy for myself which makes it easier to be able to make steps forward instead of kind of staying stuck within that moment yeah because I think that you say with those initial like judgment thoughts like sometimes we like they just they happen <laughs> yeah so if we if we then like you say are judging ourselves so much on that initial thought like you say there's nowhere to go from that there's nowhere to support ourselves with that there's nowhere to to reassess right whereas if we're going okay like but what am I actually wanting to think about this then it's like okay this there's, there's space for me to be kind to myself to grow to have a bit of compassion One of the other things that I would suggest is to, if you find that you're judging yourself or judging others a lot, write those judgments down. It can be incredibly powerful to see the things that we're saying about others or saying about ourselves on paper. Or if you really want to challenge yourself, you can um, type out a message to someone, to someone that you trust about the things that you are judging about yourself or maybe judging about others you know you can be anonymous about about who it is that you're judging and you don't even need to send the message but I think the the response alone that you get within yourself on how you would feel about sending that to that person can can tell you a lot about the ways that you're thinking about yeah about just how potentially negative the ways that you're thinking about yourself or thinking about others is right it really forces you in a pretty clear way to be confronted with your with your thoughts one of my friends is a counselor and she was literally talking to me about that how she says you know you can send me emails outside of our sessions I might not necessarily like respond to it but like that space is there for you to kind of air out whatever you need and she said that she rarely actually gets emails sent, but her clients quite often will be like, oh, as soon as I wrote that message, I deleted it, but it was, it was cathartic. It was like what I needed. I just needed to say it and have it out there. Exactly. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a good, that's a good technique and especially great for a counselor to offer that. I did want to read this quote here that we have, um, 
It is all about remembering that we don't have to tear others down to feel good about ourselves. We need to refuse to find comfort in others' flaws, which is a really hard thing to do. But the opposite of finding comfort in others' flaws is trying to find empowerment through others, right? Is is taking that strength that that person has or, or those attributes that we might be jealous of or insecure about. And if we see those within another person, feeling feeling empowered for them, feeling happy for them, that that's something that they do have and, and feeling inspired. Actually, Becky, why don't you go ahead and read the quote? Okay, so the quote that we have here is, once you heal your insecurities, get to the root of where they originate and identify the parts of yourself that you're ashamed of, you reframe your perspective and open the door to a wonderful thing called empathy, which was is from Florence Gibbons' book, uh, women don't earn you pretty. Oh, that's, that's a really great one. Yeah, thanks for putting that in there, Becky. Anytime. <laughs> and it, anytime. And in the vein of, of choosing empathy, we have another quote here. People choosing empathy can identify and understand situations, feelings, motives, and perspectives, and moreover, recognize and appreciate concerns of another person. They cultivate curiosity about strangers, challenge prejudice, and discover commonalities. Try another person's life, listen, open up, inspire mass action and social change, and develop an ambitious imagination. And that is by Rotka A from Empathy and the Development of Effective Skills. Yeah, and you literally like highlighted this right at the start around like, how empathy is like the antidote to to judgment at the end of the day because empathy is taking the judgment out of being with someone oh yeah like it sounds so cliche but I think it's true and research would tell us that it's true and these quotes would tell us that it's true yeah and if you try it you'll probably tell us that it's true too yeah what's difficult is that I feel like there's sometimes a little bit of misunderstanding around like what empathy is and what it looks like. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Would recommend if you wanted to kind of find out a little bit more about empathy, what it might look like, definitely check out uh, Brene Brown. There's a really great short video of her talking about the difference between empathy and sympathy and uh, kind of gives a good starting place if you're thinking about how to respond in a kind and empathetic way towards someone. That's a great place to start. And, you know, empathy isn't something that people are just naturally born with. You know, some folks might have a greater tendency to be able to engage in empathy because of practice or, or their, you know, other things that they might have had happen in their life. But that doesn't mean that, you know, folks that might struggle with empathy can't begin or learn to develop it more or to grow in our in our ability to empathize and to be empathetic so it's something that we can learn and grow in and that we're always learning and growing in and often stems from I would say how we feel about ourselves too right if we're able to empathize with others then it means that there's yeah that there's something that we're kind of working on within ourselves that is allowing us to do that so yeah yeah it's it's all lots of work. Everything we talk about in this podcast <laughs> is lots of work. Um, and as the What Really Works listeners know, Becky and I are always working on being better at all of these things and often sometimes really bad at these things, but trying, you know, trying our best every day. So, oh, yeah, I get stuff wrong all the time. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which means I'm a bad person. Uh, just kidding. But I, I feel like that's one thing I have grown in is mm. when I get things wrong, being more okay with it. Depends on what it is. Sometimes I don't feel very okay with it. Depends what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely getting better at taking criticism or think getting things getting things uh catastrophically wrong and being like okay like take accountability for this but also you can grow from this that's awesome and I'm really happy to hear you say that because um you always I think have had awareness around that or at least since I've known you I remember distinctly having conversations with you when we first met at work around criticism and around not being um being able to take constructive criticism in the best way and and feeling like a failure uh you know if something small was to happen or go wrong so yeah it's just really nice as someone that really cares about you to to see that stem kind of start from a place of self-awareness which is already an incredible beginning and then getting to a place where you're identifying that you actually feel like you're doing like a lot better in it so that's super cool I'm stoked for you that's awesome thank you thank you yeah and what really works listeners that's like a two-year more than two-year growth process you know so this stuff this stuff doesn't happen overnight um I'm not saying that Becky just told me this a couple days ago she told me this more than two years ago so so yeah this stuff takes work Oh yeah, I literally remember crying too because we got like one piece of bad feedback on a workshop of like that fifty oh, yeah. people had gone to. Me too. Me too. I was too. like sobbing, <laughs> and the workshop went so well. <laughs> <laughs> and if it, I'm pretty sure I remember you saying something around like, "What, what's actually like going on here?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you've got a piece of like feedback that definitely. And it wasn't the most constructive criticism, I will admit that, but it was... No, you know, it wasn't. But I was definitely, I was like in pieces about it. And you were like, hey, look, like you've got one piece of bad feedback and you've been running workshops for a long time. Like what's going on here? Because this is kind of like the first bad bit that you've got and you are in bits. <laughs> <laughs> bits. I was like, I'm so scared of failing her. <laughs> well we're making steps forward so that's all that matters or you know even if we're not if we can't see the steps forward if we're if we're supporting ourselves in any way we're usually making some steps forward yeah all righty well with that kind of cliche comment (laughs) shall we (laughs) shall we end her there well we have one final bit Oh, okay, go for it. So just one final point I wanted to just quickly talk about kind of relates to exactly what you just brought up of what do we do if we're feeling like we're being judged or criticized by others? Mm. What I have actually been doing and why I am a little bit better at handling criticism when it gets it when I get it now. Because also sometimes in my job, when you run a workshop, people don't leave constructive criticism. Sometimes they leave mean things. Um <laughs> So like just around like how, what we can maybe do if we're feeling like we're being judged by others, because we can't control whether someone's going to judge us or not. We can't control if someone's going to criticize us or not, which is absolutely terrifying. I think that's partially why I was so scared of criticism because I felt like I could control it by if I got everything right all the time, I would never be criticized. I would never be judged, which is very unrealistic on many, many accounts is just around asking myself, this is what I've been doing, is just asking myself whose criticism actually counts to me. 
whose judgments actually matter to me. And I've basically been asking myself if, is this person someone's opinion that I really, that I really value? Mm-hmm. And uh, one way of asking myself with that is like, are they also doing the work like I am? So like, are they getting, are they also getting things wrong and trying to improve and grow? Or are they kind of sitting on the side just judging yeah and whether and whether then if that's what they're doing is just sitting on the side and judging me whether I then want to take on um that judgment that they've made upon me that's a really lovely way of of explaining that yeah um often I'll find lots of inspiration actually from uh what do you call that? Like social media or like people that are quite famous on Instagram and things like that, because they get so much criticism all day long from thousands and thousands of people that don't know them. Right. Um, so being able to, to sift through what is, what is feedback, what's noise, what's constructive criticism, what are things that I'm going to take to heart? What are things that I'm not going to, um, if you are really struggling with that, with, with, whose criticism to take to take to heart and and feeling judged by others and I would really recommend listening to what some social mediaers have to say about how they work through that um yeah, it, yeah. it's it's pretty insightful actually well thanks Becky it was good to chat with you it was lovely to chat with you too oh thanks and I hope my voice wasn't too like slurry and weird I was trying my best you're all good uh yeah okay well i uh look forward to chatting with you what really works listeners in a little bit hopefully when my mouth is completely healed and yeah try not to judge yourself try not to judge others try not to judge yourself for judging and we'll speak to y'all soon goodbye thanks again for listening to us we hope you enjoyed this podcast you can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms and if you don't want to miss any future episodes you can follow us or subscribe to what really works to find more from discovery college go to discoverycollegecolona.com and thanks again to staple studio in supporting us to produce this podcast